Hi, this is Dan Smith, and this is God Talks for OC Grace Online University. Welcome to God Talk. I'm Pastor Dan Smith here at Garden Grove in California. And we're putting together a set of programs we call God Talk. It's for OC Grace TV. Ten-minute talks on all the great questions about the character of God. So we hope that you'll uh, listen and read and engage and be in touch with us about these. There's an old story. There were five young men who showed up at the gates of heaven, and here's Peter. And St. Peter says, can I help you? And they said, yeah, we... We're from Brooklyn, New York. Sorry if you're from Brooklyn, New York. It's just a joke I heard. And they said, we died in a car accident and we died together and we want to come into heaven together. We know this isn't the way it is. And Peter says, I don't think we've ever had anybody from Brooklyn, New York before. We'll have to, I'll have to go ask God. So Peter goes running off to God and says to God, you know, there's these five guys here from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, they died together and they want to come into heaven together. And God says, I don't remember anybody coming here from Brooklyn, New York before either. It'd be good for the place. Go ahead and let them in. Another minute later, Peter comes running down the hallway. And he's shouting with his face is red. And God says, what happened? What happened? And he says, they're gone. They're gone. What? The boys from Brooklyn know the gates. The gates are gone. And we've had a little fun with that around the world. But you think, those five guys are one minute from seeing God face to face. They're on the doorstep of coming in to see God and to see their mansion and having heaven and eternal life for the rest of eternity. And they'd rather take the gates and go back to wherever they were from. Here at OC Grace TV, what we care about is the picture of God. Satan has been telling lies about God for thousands of years. And people either don't believe in God or they believe some really terrible things about God. And we have to examine even the beliefs that are inside the church to see what they say about God. I'm sure some of you have been to the Matterhorn up in, up in Switzerland. I was about a senior in high school. We were missionaries. We came back from Thailand and my father takes us up to Matterhorn. We ride a little train up to Zermatt, and there it's not. We can't see it. You can see the beginnings. You can see the foothills. You can see where it is. You can see where benches are, where people sit and watch it, but you couldn't see it. So disappointing. We saw the movie, Third Man on the Mountain. We dream of seeing the Matterhorn, and now we can't see it. But my father missed the reading on the ticket and we missed the train to go back down the hill. And he had to pay for a night in a hotel. We stayed all six of us in this room. Six o'clock, we got up in the morning to be able to get the first train down the hill. And we came around the corner, and there it was, the Matterhorn. Pristine blue sky. The clouds and the haze were gone. That's all we want with God. We're not going to get it all till we go to heaven. But we want to clear away as much haze as we can. It's heartbreaking to God when he hears and sees some of the things that even church people say about him. Whenever disasters happen, what the insurance companies call them, 
acts of God. People get sick, people will say, whatever God wills. I hear people say when they get sick, well, I know God wants to teach me something. Somebody dies and they say, God took them. Really? Really? None of us would do that with our children. Why would we say that about God? Planes crashed into the building in our country in New York, 9-11. 2,800 people died. And some people said it was God's punishment on New York for their sins. Days later, another plane landed on the Hudson River. Movies made out of a now, Captain Sully. And all 150 people walked away. So is God the one choosing for the 2,800 to die and choosing for the 150 to die, to live? Is God the one choosing the winners and the losers? Or is the difference? The pilots, one group of pilots were terrorists. The other was a God-fearing, God-righteous man who's the captain of the plane. What about prayer? People don't think prayer changes God. Other people think prayer is changing the heart of God from no to yes. If your prayers aren't working, then it must be because you didn't pray with enough faith, or you didn't pray hard enough, or you didn't pray long enough or loud enough, or you need to get more people to pray or get the right people to pray, get more important people to pray, get the pastor or the priest to pray. Maybe God will listen to them. Or you can go through Mary, the mother of Jesus. God won't do it. Jesus won't do it. But Mary is on your side. And Mary can go to Jesus. And the son will always do whatever the mother asks. But what does all that say about God? I read a book years ago by Bill Hybels, pastor of a huge church in Chicago. And in that book, he talks about giving a talk to fifth graders. And at the end, he asks them to give their life to Christ. And one boy in the back doesn't give his life to Christ. And Heibel says to him, how come everyone else except you wants to give his life to Christ? And the boy says, why should I when you haven't told us what he's like yet? Bill knows he maybe has a minute of attention span here. And he thinks of one verse that would summarize everything. And he thinks of John chapter 10, verse 10. Thieves come in to steal and destroy and take life. But I came to give you life and life more abundantly. That covers it all. If you were stuck in a prison camp and that was the only verse you could remember, that would tell you all you need to know about the character of God. He is not a thief. He doesn't come in to take life away. He came to give you life. He is not a thief. I was watching the Winter Olympics one time. It's coming up now in our country, in our world. And Dan Jansen was a figure skater, not a figure skater, but a speed skater from Wisconsin. He was the world champion he had the world record, and everyone thought he was the favorite to win. 500 meters around the rink. But he slips. You're one chance in four years, and you got 30, 40 seconds to win the race. And he slips, and he goes sliding off. He waits four years. He comes back again as the world champion, as the world record holder still. And he slips again. And I watched as his wife, standing there at the time, Standing at the railing, she says, how could God be so cruel? How could God let them? God? God is the one, for some reason, would choose to have him slip and fall there? Luckily, he came back two years later and was able to get his gold medal. We have to be so careful with what we say about God. Someone used to have that old good news and bad news about golf. He said, 
The good news is there will be golf in heaven. The bad news is you have tea off time this coming Sunday. Why would that be bad news? You get to be with God. You see, we don't think through these phrases that we say. I heard a speaker giving a great talk about God one time. It's fantastic. He was full of life. He was the youth director of our part of the church. He talked about going to a 7-Eleven store. He was passing from one church to the next church, driving, hurrying. And he saw a sign that said, happiness is a Slurpee. And so he stopped. He went in there. He said, I need some happiness. <laughs> I need a Slurpee. She gives him a Slurpee. He's still got to hurry. So he puts the Slurpee in between his legs as he's driving. He starts the car, backs up, when all of a sudden he sees a huge truck come by. He slams on the brakes and he spills the happiness all over his lap. And everyone laughs. And then he said, I thought that a happiness was in a Slurpee. The happiness is in things and in money and in sexuality and travel and, and getting a degree and having the corner office. He said, but I found happiness is only in Jesus. And everyone cheered. Except a few years later, he went off with one of the young girls from camp. Jesus wasn't enough. He needed something more. God was a thief. I heard he eventually came back to God. We have to be really careful. We were made for God. God is the best. And he says, I came to give you life. God came down to two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. These terrible cities. And so God was going to send fire down on them. The angels led Lot and Lot's wife to come out. And Lot's wife wasn't really happy to go. The angel said, don't look back. Don't look back at where you came from. But she looked back just for a second, missing her family, her house, what her life. And she dies. And you wonder, how could God do that picture? Let a lady die just because she looked back for a second. But if you think about it, God wants to teach a lesson once and for all. When God leads you from here to there, you are never going to go backwards. You're never going to go downhill. There will always be an upgrade. There is no way wherever you came from is better than wherever God has taken you. Even if it seems somehow hard right now, the long run, it will always be better. God is not a thief. God only wants good for you. This is God Talk, and we hope that you'll come back to all the other. God bless.